All right, this is the Big Kids Show. I'm Mark, and thanks for kicking it with us in the sandbox today, everybody. With me, I have two of your favorites, Big Nick and Brian, a.k.a. Mr. B. Today, we will be playing one of our favorite formats. It's Top 3. And that category for our Top 3 is... Movie assholes of the 2000s. <laughs> so that is, to be clear, confusion with decades on this show, 2000 to 2009. So this list is the worst of the worst, the jerkiest of the jerks. And no, my friends, Mr. B and Big Nick did not make this list. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four, honorable mentions. So movies are always full of heroes and shining moments of our best attributes as humans. Then there are the jerks. Characters that just make your mouth go sour faster than a handful of Sour Patch Kids. Sometimes it's the role being played, but sometimes it's the actor himself has a reputation of just always playing the asshole. Well, today we may talk about both as we race to the top of the garbage pile list of the biggest movie asshole of the decade of the 2000s. Mr. B, you won the coin toss so you can get us started on our journey of a-holes. Tell Ooh. us who you've chosen as your number three top a-hole of the 2000s. Thank you, Magic Mark. Great intro. Yes. So, movie assholes. Not only are the roles sometimes assholes, but even the actor that plays them can really make a solid asshole. <laughs> it's a bold statement but it sounds correct it, it's yeah. a solid asshole so i'm gonna go with for my number three uh a movie came out december 20th 2002 gangs of new york mm-hmm. william bill the butcher cutting played by mr daniel day lewis yes yes so choice and the only reason why i say that is because he played such an asshole in the movie like right. the the character himself yeah. maybe wasn't even that bad, but he just, as you know, Daniel Day Lewis, he's a pretty good actor. He's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, he's no Chevy Chase, but he's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so just I mean, even I watched that movie recently, and just and even parts of it, you know, you just he plays this asshole, just like like where you're like, God, that guy's a mm, he's dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and he was known for being a uh, bare knuckle boxer, if I remember correctly. And that's yeah. part of where his nickname came from. And mm-hmm. he was known to really like, it's one thing when, when guys fight, you know, and, and get into uh, boxing matches or whatever it is, but it's another thing to like really enjoy the, the pain of somebody else, I guess you could say. <laughs> He's a pugilist. And I'll tell you what, everybody knows that Daniel Day-Lewis likes to stay in character for the whole time that he's studying the character, for the whole portrayal of the character, he must and have been even while he's standing in line at craft services. And so <laughs> what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that Daniel Day-Lewis was an asshole for like a whole complete year. He's like, you know, he Nobody probably- near his trailer. <laughs> he's bare-knuckle boxing people in the streets. Uh, they you said know, he, just, he liked just to gouge fun. people's eyes out. I mean, hopefully that was yeah. only on set. I mean, I can well, only imagine. And he, like, I, of course, looking into it more, he, like, I guess was- professionally trained to be a butcher too because there's some scenes where he's actually butchering you know a pig or a cow i can't remember and Mm -hmm. you know i mean he's again super super method actor so he's just getting in the role and you're right big nick he probably was just a huge dick to everyone for like 12 months that's right he knew how to take a uh, porterhouse and separate the sirloin from the new york strip (laughs) and that was something that he taught himself early in the goings for this role again bare knuckle boxing people on the side of the streets just for fun well and, um, I, don't, and I don't know if there's a scene that really stuck out where uh i think it was liam neeson's character i think he was the priest no i'm, I'm confused there's another guy but he like literally is kind of in a verbal argument the guy turns around and he basically tosses a hatchet right into his back oh and so nice. i was like i was like that's a dick move right like yeah. right in the back you know and, if, i mean i think it was, it was brandon gleason it was that guy's character We've all been told about the sketchy people. Watch out for the sketch people that will stab you in the back. This guy will hatchet you in the back. And it was from like a long distance, too. You can imagine his game. Like, you know, axe throwing's hot right now. That dude, <laughs> he, he, he just chucked him. Like, whew. But I'll, I'll give you another, because Big Nick loves fun facts. Mm-hmm. Fun uh, facts. While he was in the role, like fun on the facts. set, it, even date, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis mentioned this in some article, I think like Rolling Stones, that he listened to a lot of Eminem what? on the set. 
Wow. Like he, he, even, he even mentioned the one song, The Way I Am, as a song he listened to a lot. Like in, five in the morning, he would start listening to Eminem and getting all kind of fired up to be an asshole. I mean, 8 Mile does have a boxer type uh, feel to it. So right? you know, Eminem's yeah. got that, that fight theme to him. Plus with a dude that wears a hat that's that tall, you have a feeling he, there's a chance oh, that he might be an asshole. That led to the assholeness, dude. Like wear, wear a normal hat, man. <laughs> dude, you that know? hat is like four feet tall. Yeah, like wear a normal hat and, and stop wearing the weird suit and stop hatcheting, hatcheting people in the back, bro. Stop gouging people's so, eyes and, out. And, and that movie is a great movie by itself. So if you haven't seen it, watch it and – let us know if you think he's a dick because he is my number three asshole. It's a good what pick. an asshole. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> Thanks, All sir. right, Big Nick, let's move it on to you. Number three, what do you got? I went with Anakin Skywalker from 2005 <laughs> Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. All right. Just yes. a different direction, but let's roll with it. Uh, um, I love it already. This is a good day. There's only this is the only situation that you can think of where the the emperor tells a human being, you know what? Let the hate guide you. Let the hate overtake you. And Anakin Skywalker is like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. So far, working for the good guys has just not worked out for me. I'm going to let my hate steer me. And I'm going to let it steer me so much that I'm going to show up back at base and I'm going to kill and murder all of the children with my lightsaber. I think they stole that from the Chappelle show, for being honest. I mean, I, I think that was a direct rip out of the Chappelle show. But anyway, go ahead. So, so this guy decides, because things just aren't going his way, that he's going to turn on the the Jedis, his friends and the rebels and everybody that he has built his life around. He's, he's having children with the queen and nothing's good enough for him. So he's going to let the hate guide him. He kills all the children. And now he sets out to end all of the Jedis. And, and he goes on to aspire I mean, he sets the bar awfully hot. He decides, you know what would be a good idea? I would like to rule everything uh, throughout the entire galaxy, space, and all the worlds involved. And also, I would like to build this giant fake-looking planet at some point that just blows up other planets. So I went with Anakin Skywalker, let the hate guide you. That's a solid choice. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious he didn't want to be a tiny asshole. He wanted to be a giant asshole. Unfortunately, even with all the stuff that he did, Big Nick, he still didn't make it to the top of your list. So there there needed to be some more hate that I think he let out. You know, you have hate in your heart, let it out. I got let it it swell. And I got I got I got to drop some knowledge. I never saw that Star Wars. Oh yeah. I'm That's uh, it's one sorry. of the newer ones. I mean, I, I was always a purist, so I was just into the older ones. And then when they did the reboots of the early ones, not that I hated them, but I just never watched them. And then, so all of the Star Wars fans are going to be like, Mr. B is a, he's now the biggest asshole. <laughs> you just went to the top of your own list. <laughs> and, and I've seen, I've seen, I've seen all the new ones that have came out, but I didn't watch those first, like the Tack of the Clones and all that stuff. I didn't just not, didn't get into them. Sorry. Sorry, well, the, the purist will not like me for this. They'll want to crucify me. But Revenge of the Sith is one of my favorite Star Wars movie. Not my favorite. Don't get the stones ready to, to, to throw at me yet. <laughs> not my favorite, but one of my favorites. Hey, and, and, hey, we're in America. You can have favorites of whatever you want, buddy. Right. And, I mean, anybody that's like, you know what? I'm going to grow up and become Darth Vader. Guess what? They're a bit of an asshole. Just a little bit of oh, an yeah. asshole. And we know we know how that ended. Darth Vader, huge asshole. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huge, huge anus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something. I think I'm just going to move it along from there. So uh, good choice, Big Nick. Yes. Uh, definitely that guy was an asshole. Let's move it on to uh, my pick with number three. And it's so funny because we all three went like completely opposite directions <laughs> with the realm that our movies are in. And um, I'll just age myself. I've got kids. So this one may impact on this. But I mm. went with Lord Farquaad out of Shrek. <laughs> oh, that guy was a huge asshole. That's right. Now, if you remember, he was the short in stature, ruthless ruler of Duloc. And he uh, is a tiny little man in pursuit of perfection. And in the movie Shrek, he's trying to rid the kingdom of the fairy tale creature. So... If you haven't seen Shrek, it has all the different fairy tales kind of pulled into one spoiler you know, alert universe. 
Um, yeah, you find that out in the first 10 minutes. But um, I think I remember correctly. If you've waited this long to watch it, you're not watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. You're only a couple decades behind. But um, but yeah, so you know, he's not royal blood and he wants to become king. So that's where Shrek comes in. And and to, when you think about this guy, you know, he tortured the gingerbread man by threatening to take off his candy buttons. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. That's what an asshole. Low blow, low blow. Like that wasn't enough. Then he tortured him by threatening to dunk him or waterboard him with milk. I mean, who puts gingerbread into milk? Yeah, it was guy's not not cool. That's uncalled for. Uncalled uncalled for. for. Gingerbread man just chilling, minding his business. Right? I mean Uncalled for. Now it's it's interesting when uh, I, I I wanted to see like because it's always interesting with some of those shows like how are they inspired how do they come up with these characters right so according to uh, the sources close to the creators he was basically based on a, a conglomeration of perfectionists and megalomaniacs so think about like Napoleon mm-hmm. Stalin yeah. even Hitler right yeah. so it's like man for a kid's show now it's a kid's show with very adult themes definitely yes. one of those you watch with your kids and you're laughing for a totally different reason than they are but um well and it, mark do you happen to know because wasn't that movie it was rated g wasn't it yeah 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 so, so they were like super underhanded with yeah, all the adults but, the, but, the, but there's yeah. some, there's some adult humor and i yeah. again i don't have facts to back this but i remember hearing or reading that at that time, Shrek was one of the biggest selling movies in the prison system. Really? Because, I mean, think about it. They're not going to let those guys buy R-rated movies. Yeah. So, so if, your, if your options are G movies, Shrek's a pretty good choice, right? I mean, I watch it. Yeah, it's very funny. It's funny. It's got a good story. And I, yeah. again, I don't have the facts and numbers, but I remember hearing that, that like it was a very popular movie in prison. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, and plus <laughs> it was kind of Stan's facts and numbers, just going off of experience, was yeah. a big movie in prison. I can't imagine anybody I, being interested in assholes in prison, but <laughs> it did kind of break the mold from uh, like an animation perspective when it first came out. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had had sequels from then on, but uh, but yeah, that's what I got. That guy was a giant douche. So that's who I got. And, and uh, the funny thing is, is the last thing I'll say. We'll move on. He was played by John Lithgow. So if you guys yes. are familiar with him, he's oh, like, I love favorites. him. Harry Henderson's him. bro. Yeah. So it's like a complete asshole played by a guy that I love as an actor. So it's a little bit of irony there, but yeah. Well, Lord Farquaad is yeah. my uh, number three choice. Yeah, his last name just spells asshole. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In some other language, most likely. I just, I just fell on my Farquaad. all right moving on let's get into our number twos mr Uh, b what do you got for us at your right so we are gonna go with uh, again these are all movies i really enjoyed too so that was kind of cool that i mean the movies themselves i liked uh this was a movie came out november 9th 2007 a coen brothers film no country for old men Ah, and i'm gonna go with um played by Javier Har- Javier Bardem, Anton Chigurh. Yes, yes. So he's yes. the dude. If you remember, with the very 1970s haircut, and he was walking around <laughs> with with which I, I I actually had to look it up because it's called multiple things, but they call it a captive captive bolt pistol. Yeah, and if it's something they use to put down cows, and it just it's a compressed air and just shoots this bolt like you know six inches out and then basically you don't have to waste a bullet is the idea and right, he, yeah. if you remember he was walking around taking people out with that thing which was just terrifying in my thought yeah. dude played the most coldest dude i've ever seen in a movie um i mean even to the point where like like if when i see him in other roles i'm like oh that dude's gonna shoot, shoot <laughs> you in the head with a you know he just was super flat affect uh you know and he was like an asshole, but like still like a serial killer. I mean, a lot of times, yeah. you know, serial killers, like they don't, you know, they're, they have like magical powers or they're Jason or, you know, something like that. A dude that was just trying to get some money back and he was just, he would just take everybody out. Ruthless, ruthless. Yeah. Plus, like, honestly, I mean, the haircut is a mix of like a 70s porn star and the Beatles and like 
I don't know what's more terrifying, a dude that looks like his mom cut his hair with a bo- literally a bowl on top of it. It's got one of those bolt guns just walking around well, dropping and, people. And while you said that, so like I was going to do my research, how they figured out the haircut is they were like the production team was in some West Texas bar and there was a random picture of some dude on the wall and that's where they got the haircut. Wow. It was like a, it was a picture of a guy from 1979 in a West Texas bar and they he saw it. They're like, they're like, they're like, Oh my God, that guy looks like a sociopath. Yep. So I would love to know who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's like, and where he's know. locked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, in, uh, uh, Javier Bardem even quoted said, he's like, He's like, you don't have to act the haircut. The haircut is acting by itself. <laughs> so, I number one, I love that movie. That is a fantastic movie. That character and your choice of asshole is fantastic here, Mr. B. What I love about this character and why he fits on this list so well and what makes him good at his job mm-hmm. is that he's a sociopath. So he, you... You're going to hire someone to hunt someone down or to go and get something for you nonstop, you know, that cannot be stopped. The man on a mission. What better guy to hire that just enjoys killing people for fun? And that's what his character (laughs) is. I mean, what an asshole move, too. He's like, you know what? I'm going to flip a coin here, buddy. Oh, yes. And if you choose correct, you're going to live. And if you if you don't, then I'm going to kill you. And and that in itself is just huge dick move right there. Like just, I've done nothing to you, my friend. You walked into my gas station. Just let me be brother. Let me flip a coin and determine my, my value. And and what I thought was interesting on multiple levels was, so he technically wasn't even the main role. He won an Oscar for that role and he played an asshole, played it well. And he was, so this was a little fun fact as well. He was the first Spanish actor to ever win an Oscar. Wow. Well, the thing is, too, and anybody that has not seen that movie. I had to look at that. I was like, oh, man, that's amazing figuring that the Oscars have been around for so long. But he's the first Spanish actor to win an Oscar. That's a must watch because uh, Tommy Lee Jones, fantastic. Javier Bardem. I mean, of course. He should get an award because he was absolutely amazing. Josh Brolin was, was amazing. Josh Brolin's an yeah. underrated actor. Yeah. What he's, a fantastic movie. I might yeah, be watching good. that later tonight. Well, and again, I, I'm a fan of a lot of the Coen brothers anyways, and they just, it was just it wasn't yeah. done well. And I mean, if you, it, well, it, it, it was nominated for eight Academy Awards. It won four, according to Best Picture. So it's a quality movie. They really made crazy. it look like an asshole. And that's my number two asshole, the guy that's walking around just being an asshole. That'll qualify you. Hey, that's 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 how I that's how I viewed it. That's how you get on this list. I see an asshole. Right. Yep. Markham is number two. Check it. All right. Good choice, Mr. B. Let's move along, move along, Mr. Uh, Big Nick. On to your number two selection, sir. Next up for number two. I'm going to go with one of my favorite movies of all time. The superhero thriller film Unbreakable, released in 2000. And of course, Mr. Glass would be the obvious choice because he rigged up the the train so that it would it would uh, uh, it would have an accident. We would have hundreds of people die. He caused a a plane crash. Uh, He also caused a a fire in in a hotel building which ended in dozens, if not hundreds of deaths. So that would be the obvious choice, but that's not what I went with, friends. No, I went with Security Man. Okay, so he's the guy that is in the orange outfit, and he's working as a, like a janitor at the, at the subway station or at the train station, one of the two in, in Philadelphia. And so this is when we have Security Man, I'm uh, sorry, um, not security man. I went with orange suit man. All right. I screwed that all up. Security man is our hero, right? Bruce yeah. Willis. He goes to the train station. He figures out that he can, he can see people's evil deeds by just brushing up against them or, or touching them. And he sees that this orange suit man, they give the man no name, no title other than orange suit man. He is wearing an orange suit. He works in the maintenance department at the uh, train station there. And apparently on his day off, he decided that he was going to take over an entire house 
filled with a family inside and then terrorize them for days. And it's one of the most haunting scenes out of any movie, regardless of genre, it, even more so than the horror films out there. It's he knocks on the door and the man of the house, the father. So it's a husband and father of two answers the front door. And the orange suit man says, I really like your house. And the man of the house says, what's this all about? Orange suit man says, can I come in? And the father of the house says, no, you may not. An orange suit man just opens up the door and pushes his way in, murders the the father, murders the man of the house, ties up the rest of the family and terrorizes them for days and days until security man figures out what orange suit man has done. And then he goes and follows them to the house and he frees the children. But by then it's too late for the wife. She's already expired. So I'm going to go with orange suit man. It's such an asshole. He didn't even get a name. Yes. His character didn't even get a name in story. <laughs> but it is one of my favorite, favorite movies uh, of all time, Unbreakable. I think it's the best comic book movie of all time, in humble Big Nick's opinion. Yeah, I've actually, I, I've not seen that one, Nick, but that is that is on my list of ones I want to watch. But now that you told me about that scene, I'm a little queasy. I, I tell you what, man, I used to be able to watch anything. and. You know, in your old age, I kids, man. Oh, dude, that, that any of that stuff where like people are torturing or yeah, well, there's kids. I turned into a total softy, man. I can't watch any of that stuff. It, it nobody's well, coming in. Nobody's coming in. Breaks house. me. <laughs> and unbreakable. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but is it's a it turned into a trilogy. So yeah, you yeah, have, there's three yes. of the movies, yeah. and each it doesn't each character have their own individual movie, and yes. then that's the you yeah. have unbreakable, which is the. It's it, the reason why it's such a great comic book movie is because it follows to form the the traditional uh, story of you have the origin of of the villain and the origin of his arch enemy, the hero, and how they kind of create each mm-hmm. other. Um, and so that's the beauty of Unbreakable. And then the second movie was Split, which didn't come out for fifteen or sixteen years yes. later, yep. and. It was really at the pushing of Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. The thing is, Mr. Glass is the one that should be the obvious choice for asshole here because of his character. But Samuel does such a great job playing that character that you cannot help but like him along the way. So that's why I didn't choose him for my number two. And I went with Orange Suit Man. But it was Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis that kept pushing M. Night Shyamalan. Mm -hmm. They're like, can you please go ahead and get off your ass and write part two? Because that was the the best project we've ever worked on. Wow. Uh, so I, I love that trilogy. So correct me if I'm wrong here, Big Nick. So Unbreakable is the origin story then, right? And then the, the trio of movies follows that. Okay. I, yeah. I am going to go back and watch those. So that's good to know. Split so. is fantastic. And yeah. the thing that I, I, I remember seeing previews for that and it looked very creepy. Split is so good that I tell people that Unbreakable and Split are so good that as standalone movies, you could you could have not even have to watch the others in the trilogy, and wow, both exactly. of them are so yeah. good on their own. Wow! Yes, yeah. I'll add those to my list. Yeah, anybody that there. breaks into a house and terrorizes a family, asshole in my book. Asshole in my book. Yeah, well, he's an asshole. All right, yeah. three three strikes is an asshole, and, and, and we have to, we have to chalk it down. Is uh, Big Nick picked the guy that doesn't even. Barely had a role, didn't even have a name. I mean, so yeah, like, I mean, there he's such an asshole. They're like, you don't even get your name listed. You just didn't even get a name for his character. I did wonder if like an extra of a movie would end up with the asshole on any of our lists. So that's probably as close as we'll get. But that's a that's orange a good suit movie. man is what yes. this orange guy is known man. as. I'm, well, I'm, I would like to play the role of orange suit man. I'm here to try out. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Are you wearing an orange shirt or suit? You're good. You're in. And I'd like to say I like that house. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good choice, Big Nick. Well, speaking of assholes, we got a few more to run through here. Uh, So let's get to my number two. With my number two, what's that? (laughs) Yeah, maybe not the proper wording. Um, (laughs) A couple couple more assholes to explore here. Um, So with my number two, uh, we're going to go down a pretty dark path here, guys. And I know, obviously, Big Nick actually kind of started down a very dark path with his. I think I can say this comfortably that this is even darker mm. of a path. 
than the With one assholes, there are only dark paths. Yeah. <laughs> they do tend to stay in the darkness. So uh, with my number two choice, I am going to go with John Kramer, also known as mm-hmm. Jigsaw oh. from the Saw movies, played by Tobin Bell. So, if anybody has not seen Saw, you should fast forward now because there will be spoilers. Well, and um, isn't, isn't there like nine Saws now? So yeah, so so I'm focused strictly on the original because to me that's the classic one. That's yes. the one that really well, well played. They got a little. Eh, we want to go down that path, but a little greedy. The, the first one is the one to me that really you know hit it, but. Um, but basically, Jigsaw, you know, he's a, a former civil engineer and he's got a uh, front lobe tumor, basically, that developed and he tried suicide and then he found a new appreciation for his life. Right. So he decided he wanted to de- dedicate his life or the rest of his life to basically inspiring people to appreciate by testing their will to live. What a jerk. What an he's, asshole. He's like, like, I'm going to do that by having you cut off your own limbs and yourself. It's like, you know, if somebody has an epiphany and they're like, wow, I had to go through this horrible traumatic thing, and, but I realized this awesome thing because of it. Dude, write a book. Don't don't lock a couple guys into a room and then basically put shackles on them. Make a donation um, to charity. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. On, let's do something nice here. Make a cameo on Oprah or go something. To, go to right? a food bank or something, buddy. I mean, come on, you know? So, I mean, it's it's <laughs> one of those things, you know, he, he basically, it's like he wants to impart his pain on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And typically when somebody is being an asshole, it's because they're hurting inside, which drives them to be an asshole. So, this guy is a perfect candidate for the true definition of an asshole. Um, and plus when you look at the Saw movie, um, the series in general really has a, I'll just go on a little bit of a tangent here with some of the different traps that are in those movies. Uh, the one that really stuck out to me and it was in the first movie was the reverse bear trap. Do you guys oh, remember oh, that yes. one? Yes. The thing that was on their, uh, was like on their face or their, yep. So it's like a rusty looking oh helmet. My God. It's hooked yeah. to their mouth and it rips their jaws open. And, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's horrible. And so like to think of that and then the guys that he had in, if you remember the one guy was chained and he gave them saws and they thought it yeah. was for the chains, but it ended up being for the limbs. Oh. And, uh, you know, I it's like, game. Hey guys, I, I really want the best for you here. I want you to realize how great you got it. Uh, saw your leg off, <laughs> your foot off, right? Play a game. I want to play a game. And then <laughs> this is the last thing I'll say: the biggest <laughs> asshole move. And this is a spoiler. So again, fast forward fifteen to thirty seconds if you don't want to hear this. He's in the room. He's the dude in the room. Yeah, what a dick. dick. Move. What a dick. Yeah, he. So that's my number two choice, Jigsaw. And if you remember, that was a that was a lot of planning, man. That guy could have just went to like uh, Dominican Republic and relaxed on a beach. Instead, he's like, "I'm going to plan this for like six months." Right. 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 So you cut your foot off. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, you got a new appreciation for life and you want to show that to the world and share it with them? Teach a child to read. Donate <laughs> to a charity. Learn, um, learn guitar. Go ice yeah, man. I'm going to come up with a reverse bear trap instead. Right. Instead, <laughs> I want to play a game. And I'm going to have you saw off your own limbs. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I, mini cassettes. What a dick. Who has mini cassette players? Yeah, they don't have Nobody. those anymore. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. That's even yeah. a bigger dick move is to use mini cassettes. Exactly. <laughs> and again, that movie, Who's I think, media was like, standards. Come on, man. <laughs> that movie was 2004. So if you yeah. are listening and you're mad at Mark for the spoilers, if you've not gotten around to watching Saul yet, you you were never going to. OK, nope. no, were, no. it was not high on your list of priorities. Or if Appreciate you appreciate your own life and get to the movies that you want to watch. Exactly. Yeah. If you fast forwarded though, and you made it to this point, please go back and watch Saw. You won't regret yeah. it. That guy's an asshole. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So let's kick it up into our last round of assholes. Oh, Mr. B, I'll let you kick things off with your biggest asshole. My number one asshole. All right. Asshole of me. Yes. So I, w- I think I even went another route, too. Let's see if you guys think about this. So we're going to go with a movie that was released uh, June 18th, 2004. Mm. Dodgeball. 
a true underdog story. <laughs> We're going to go with Mr. White Goodman, oh, played yeah. by Ben Stiller, <laughs> the owner of Globo Gym. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Yes. there And there's a million jackass quotes he says, which made him even a huger asshole. But he was this big, like, huge gym person. And then there was this little, like, mom and pop gym. And he just wanted to take it over and be a huge asshole. And that's how he spent his whole career, just being a dick. And if you, like, can just watch the movie and Ben Stiller plays a perfect asshole, White Goodman is a huge, huge asshole. I mean, that guy, you could have told by the headband that that guy was going to be a giant asshole. When you have a huge purple headband like that and the kind of head of hair that Ben Stiller had, and he's good at playing that kind of role. It's kind of like the, uh, reminds me of the, the doctor he plays from Happy Gilmore. He's like, you <laughs> yes. go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> My house now. <laughs> ben Stiller's got the good uh, comedy and then also being a dick, but I love that guy. He's an amazing actor. Well, and if well, you... Oh, go ahead, Big Nick. Sorry. And he, he falls into like the traditional, I know this is a movie from the 2000s, but he falls into that traditional like movie asshole from the 80s, okay? Yes. Where where you have the, the main bad guy where he's not good enough to win anything on his own. So, but because he has money and a little bit of power and influence, he's going to constantly stack the deck in his favor to just go in and bully his way and win and take whatever he wants time and time again and as with any good 80s movie it's only a matter of time before somebody comes along a champion comes along for the people and tears the man down and yes it's it's the (laughs) the the true underdog story there dodgeball is fantastic and and um your man played that role fantastically he did nobody makes me bleed my own blood nobody (laughs) I read it in a book. You can yeah. dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Well, and and there's a, there's a million fun facts with this one. But so I don't know if you guys ever saw a, a more obscure movie in '95 called Heavyweights. Oh yeah. So right. he looks. He almost looks identical. It's the so same role. It, it, was, it was a movie about uh, like a kid's fat camp where like kids would go and this and Ben Which Stiller never come out today by the way. Yeah. Ben Stiller played this guy named Tony Perkis that would go there and like try to like get everyone in shape so he was all like high energy like come on fat so let's do some lunges. And so he even said he kind of borrowed a lot of that from this role. Um but uh of course I got to hit you with a couple fun facts. I got to hit with a couple. So I don't know if there's a scene where this has nothing to do with even the the asshole where they're, they're dodging wrenches instead of balls. I don't know if you guys I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So they used rubber wrenches, but apparently they still were throwing them so hard that uh, one of the ac- actors, uh, Justin Long took one to the face and like, and got a concussion. And Oh my gosh. And, and there was another scene where they're actually doing the dodgeball tournament where I don't know if you knew this. Uh, one of the blonde lady, I, I'm blanking on her name is actually Ben Stiller's wife. And he blasts her in the face and like Kristen hard. Taylor. Thank oh, you. Just, yeah, blasts her in the face hard, like even to the point where the crew was like, "Oh my god, she just got that was crushed. intentional." That was intentional. Yeah. But my favorite was if you guys remember, there's a cameo, but by one of our most favorite favorite of people, Mister Chuck Norris. Yes, that's right, yes. Charles Norris. Yes. Yeah, so it's I, not I, Charles. Did we figure out it's Carlos something? It's, it's Carlos <laughs> yeah, Norris. It's Carlos. Come on, Come man. On. Right. But so early on, they uh, I think Ben Stiller and uh, um, Vince Vaughn. Thank you, thank you very much, Big Nick. Uh, they were like Chuck. We, we want you to do this cameo. Like they're like, please come out. And to the point where, like, somehow his wife found out about it, and the wife's like, well, yeah, if you send him a helicopter, he'll come out. And they literally send him a chopper. What? <laughs> pick him up to do that role and go back home. Wow. Like, cause, cause it was apparently it was like a three hour drive and Chuck's like, I, I don't drive three hours for nobody, but I'll get, I'll get in a, So, I mean, imagine like, yeah, I thought that was awesome. And then if you remember, it's, it's like even a meme now where it's just Chuck Norris with the thumbs up going, Chuck Norris approved. Yep. That, was, that was from that movie. Is that the <laughs> only part that Carlos Norris has in the movie? Is it, does he go up and offer some advice to Peter Lafleur at some point? I think he does. He he see he sees him at the, uh, bar, the bar and yeah. says a couple of things. But the cameo part was really the coolest part. Where he's like, "How does Chuck Norris vote?" And he goes, "Thumbs up." 
That's a GIF I've used many times. Yes. And so, again, my number one asshole, White Goodman, just the asshole of all assholes. Stinky. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good show. <laughs> Bold strategy, Cotton. Bold str- uh, ouch, ouch town population, you, bro. <laughs> well played. Well played. All right. All right. So, Big Nick, let's uh, let's kick it over your way. Let's see who you have for your number one asshole. Your number one, number two. Okay. This <laughs> next guy, if he were ice cream... He would be pralings and dick. All right. This is this is from another one of my favorite movies. However, I refuse to watch it again because wow, I've been traumatized. Reaction. Uh-oh. The movie is Training Day, released in 2001. Yes. And the role was played by none other than one of the greatest actors of our lifetime, Denzel Washington. I'm talking about his character, Alonzo Harris. Yes. He is an absolutely despicable individual. He's a corrupt police officer, and that does not even begin to describe oh. his character. That, 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 that sounds good if you just say corrupt police officer. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a polite that's a that polite way good. to describe him. So when when the first time I saw this movie, now I have a rule. There's there's only a handful of actors and actresses that fall into this rule. But no matter, they are so good, so incredibly good at their craft that no matter what they're in, I think that they make the movie always worth watching. And Denzel Washington is in that rule for me. I watch every Denzel Washington movie because he's so damn good. Who's number two? Is it Polly Shore? No, it's, it's, there's a list. There's a list. <laughs> not a liberty to say right now. Although Jury Duty and Son in Law were fine films, were fine, were fine films. But uh, no, for Washington, awards, but this is when you know that that a, a person is so good at their craft. Okay, I love Denzel Washington. I think he plays a great hero. I think he it does. He plays the best good guy. I always root and cheer for him. By the end of Training Day. I wanted to punch Denzel Washington in the face. Now, I'm not talking about Alonzo Harris's character. I was yes. so angry at Denzel Washington for being such a good bad guy that I, I told friends and family. I said, I'm scarred and traumatized. I don't know if I can watch Denzel in anything ever again. He did such a good job playing such an evil bastard that I, I, I'm afraid I won't be able to look at him ever again in any other manner. I, I will, I'm happy to report that I have been able to move on. It took a lot of therapy good, good. and a lot of drinking, um, <laughs> but I have been able to move on. Me and Denzel are tight again, but hopefully you didn't him, smoke what Denzel was passing around in that movie. Yeah. You like him as Alonzo Harris is oh. just, th- that takes the cake for me, boys and girls. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll just go ahead and and let the cat out of the bag here, Big Nick. Um, I also chose Alonzo Harris, oh. my number one asshole. So I will back you up, and we oh. got double votes for Alonzo double, Harris. Double number one that asshole. That guy was a dick, and I love Denzel Washington. I think mm-hmm. he is an awesome actor, just like you said. I just want to echo a couple of things, because to me, he is able to do so many different roles. And I think when you first heard about this movie, at least when I did, I didn't really watch a whole lot of like previews and things like that. So you look at the title. I had no clue. What think was like, this is, this might be like an inspirational, like Denzel, you know, uplifting and he's helping yeah. this guy. Like, you know? like, well, training day. Like you're like, Oh, it's a police training film. It's going to be yeah, all like, like, learn how to be a better cop, a better yeah. person, a better. No. Bro, no. Spoiler alert. Dr. No. Dre's a dick in it too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, and honestly, <laughs> Ethan Hawke did a awesome job as the rookie and really yeah. like, played it up. You know what I mean? He, he did a good job counteracting the assholishness of uh, Denzel. <laughs> that is a word. That is a word. And, and we just made it up. Assholishness. Um, As- assholicity. Assholicity <laughs> was at a high level. And, uh, but it's funny. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about the movie, Ethan Hawke is like the idealistic, like I want to help change. Yeah. The- yeah. Community and I want to uplift everything. And Alonzo's—he's kind of like a 
like an old school gangster, man. Like, you know, a guy that just literally is out for himself and he's just incredibly selfish and arrogant. And the, the end of that movie, cause you kind of wondered, like, like you said, Nick, you want to strangle the guy by the end of it. And I think mm-hmm. the end of that movie did pretty good justice. Mm-hmm. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Right. Now, <laughs> what about that Monte Carlo that, that Alonzo Harris was driving that was, around? That that was boss, my that friend. Was sweet. That, was boss. that was the one thing you're like, damn, how'd that right. guy get that nice car in hey, his Well, and it should have been a sign early on when you're like, police officer, undercover cop has a Monte Carlo with uh, hydraulics and rims on it. Mm. Mm. Hmm. I mean, the closest right. I ever got was an old Mercury Grand Marquis. And that, that, that thing was sweet, bro. Club, that was a sweet ride. But you I didn't even, any car seatbelts with that thing. Yeah, any car you feel like you're riding on a cloud in the front seat is literally just like a bench. It's like a like a couch or a futon. I think you, can sit, so you can sit four in the front of that thing easily. Don't, f- don't forget, Snoop Dogg was in that movie as well. Oh, that's right. He was. I Bunch forgot. Of he played cameos. Oh, he played the guy in the wheelchair. Blue. And, yeah. And uh, you remember he made him, he stuck a pin down his throat and made him throw up a bunch of crack. Yep. Macy Gray. Macy yeah, Gray yeah, was Macy in the movie. Dr. Dre. I mean, that, yep. if you've not seen that one, do yourself a favor. Uh, no favors yep. for Denzel Washington, though. But you will, you yeah. will hate him do at the end guys, of the movie. You guys remember, did that one win any awards? I, I, I don't I, remember off the top. I thought it was close, but I don't know if it did. I know it made over a hundred million worldwide, which that's pretty kind good. of surprising. I mean, that's that's a pretty good. But pretty see, good Den- you guys both um, said it. Denzel's name on a movie usually is going to sell. Yeah, a good amount it, of tickets. So it was. Um, so it was yeah. nominated for best supporting actor at the Academy Awards. Okay, with, uh, for Ethan Hawke, and then uh, Washington did win. Uh, Academy best Award actor. for Best Actor. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so obviously, yeah, I mean, again, you guys said it perfectly. He's an amazing actor, and when he plays an asshole, you're like, oh, no, but Denzel, we liked you so much. Now you're an asshole. If, if, you want, if you want to give yourself, like, mental and emotional problems, here's what you do, okay? Get, get a bunch of popcorn, 12-pack of beer, rent or buy Training Day and John Q., <laughs> All right, and watch them back to back because watch John Q first because you will you will you will want to cry and you will just want to hug Denzel Washington and never Maybe let him go. That last yeah. that reason, I and then know. in Training Day you will want to wrap your hands around his throat and never let go. <laughs> well, think about this: if if we just said there was an individual out there that you hung out with, let's say he was an acquaintance of yours, he puts a gun to your head and gets you to smoke drugs. Then uses that as a blackmail tool later Happened on. To me one time. Happened to me what one time. Son of a unbelievable. Yeah. And you probably think that I'm surprised that guy didn't make your list, Big Nick. Although I guess he didn't make it on the big screen. So mm-hmm. man. Well, man. That is uh that's a twofer right there. That's what we call the twofer on the big kids. Two votes for Alonzo Harris, Denzel yes. Washington, training day. You guys, you guys' asshole minds think alike. What an asshole. <laughs> What an asshole. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up our top three, guys. I don't know if uh, any honorable mentions you want to throw out there for uh, other gigantic assholes that you didn't talk about? Well, this is uh, honorable mention, but more echoing your someone on your list. I had um, the Jigsaw Killer. John Kramer as mm-hmm. as he he almost cracked the top three right there. He if I if I we would extend it out to four or five, he would be number four on my list. I thought he might have made your number one. I thought I might have stolen it based on your reaction, <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, I, I had a feeling. Um, I'll just throw one out there. I don't know if you yeah. guys have seen the movie The Patriot. Or oh just, sorry, yes, just Patriot. I already know you're going to say yes. Colonel William Tevington. Huge what an dude. asshole. <laughs> that dude, the the British colonel that kills, uh, Mel- uh, uh, spoiler alert. Yep. If you if you haven't seen it, you don't. You're not gonna see it. So fast forward or <laughs> killed Mel Gibson's son, and then says, "Stupid boy, like dude, burns, that, it- burns his house down." Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. So he he was my close fourth. <laughs> so, uh, slowly or uh, barely beaten out by Lord Farquhar. To, to me, there's no, there's no other assholes at all in the 2000s. There's zero assholes. All 
All right. Well, all the assholes have been covered then. <laughs> all right. With that being said, uh, guys, appreciate it. Great list. Appreciate you guys uh, sharing. To all the loyal listeners out there, we appreciate it. If it's your first time, come back and see us in the sandbox again. Until next time, we are the big kids. This is the Big Kid Show. Show.